digging in the crates for something, yeah. Hidden gems often misunderstood. Cause you know there's no such thing as too much. Welcome back to the show. This week, my friend Jared was here. And Jared, I've been trying to get him on the show for uh, quite a while now. Quite a while now. I don't want to say he's been dodging me, but it's it's taken, it's just taken some time. It's taken a little bit of effort and asking uh, a, a bunch of different times to get him on here. But I, I was so happy to have him here. He's someone I used to work with, somebody I've stayed friends with, and he's just a super interesting guy. He's lived all over he's traveled all over he's um he's spent several years working in different countries so he's got a lot of different stories he told me a couple of them and we just sort of uh hung out and talked i guess what you know that's what i usually do so we we stayed mostly on topic and i, I you know i don't even know what else we got into but it was a lot of fun so happy to have him here i hope you guys enjoy it too here it is So, you want to get right into it? Sure. You know what story I want to hear? <clears throat> uh, which one? Just guess, because I've already I've already mentioned it earlier. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned the blood story. Uh, elevator. I, I, I call it the blood elevator. Blood elevator. Uh, it's not really my story though. No, but you tell it so well. I mean, Stephanie, it was her story though. So, do you feel like you can't tell it? I mean, I could but i'd be telling someone else's story it's not really me maybe you maybe you tell her story and then she comes on there you go to correct you and tell me i mean everything tell everything that's maybe you only tell her stories and then she comes on and tells how they're wrong oh, oh. the other story so how was she as a child she was a problem <laughs> she's anything like her daughter she was hard-headed also who uh, who are we talking about stephanie oh. my wife yes your wife yes we met in korea teaching English yeah and then she traveled for a long time without me and I traveled with her without her for a long time and then we spent the rest of our time traveling together so. now Korea is where the story happened right the blood elevator story yeah okay yeah my favorite story the favorite story you know okay. what? just like just give a quick overview oh, you're, you're not even so gonna get the whole story like I just feel like if I don't get it now if I don't record this now I may never get this story this is true okay it's it's uh when I when I tell people about your stories, I'm like, he's got this crazy one about blood, blood, the blood elevator. And then I always forget the details, but I just know it's <laughs> like, it's, uh, it's weird. Right. It was very weird. Yeah. It's one of those things when she used to get up and teach, she would teach, uh, executives at Samsung or LG and so yeah. she'd have to be up like at six in the morning. She is not a morning person. She just is all groggy. Like, yeah, me either. I She's hate really mornings. angry in the morning. So I was not her best time of the day and then on top of that she lived in what they call them office tells in korea They're office tells office tell like office tell i don't know what the tell means actually it's just office tell it was uh, okay. they're basically like studio apartments i would say half the size of this room generally speaking maybe just like the area where you have blocked in here that's all you've got okay so for anybody I can't see this. This is like 12 by 
Well, probably 12 by 12. Yeah. So like a really tiny studio. You got a bathroom, you've got a little kitchen unit and then your bed's like right there. So it's all just in this little area and that's all you've got. But then office tells there, you could use them to live in or some people will work out of them. There was a down the hall from her. There was a, um, what do you call it? World of Warcraft gold miner. And he would just leave his doors open. He had like 12 computers set up in the room and it'd just be like, oh, really? Yeah, because you make a bunch of money off that, right? Yeah, he would, so he would even mine it, but you just hear him. He had all, for some reason, he had to have the volume on all day so they could, I guess, tell that they're mining. Why didn't he, why did he need to leave the door open? (laughs) Well, that was the other. Why is the door open? Why can we hear you mining all day? Please shut up. Mysteries. It was, yeah, it was very, very, uh, uh, all day. But yeah, so sometimes it'd be like a lawyer or something, or people just live there. And there were a lot of people that did. So interesting. You've got this kind of weird, you know, mix of of lifestyles going on. It's like probably a twelve story tall building with, you know, it's like dorm room living basically. <sighs> it's already set up for it's good a, stories. It's just like this is the kind of place that yeah, yeah, this is where this is where we live. So, uh, but she gets up at six in the morning and she's on like the eighth floor, and gets in the elevator, and then. It goes down. I guess she said, like, the elevator lights always kind of flickered. So you're already kind of setting up this little bit of, like, a horror story. And it opens up, like, one floor down. And, like, the normal, like, business guy, like, getting in to go to work is standing there. And this Korean guy just, like, looks at her. And she's, like, not even really paying attention because she says she's not she's not awake. And she, like, looks up. And this guy's, like, just sitting there with his face. is just, like, absolute terror. And he And she's, like, what? what and he just just like he she's like the door closes and he doesn't get on and she's like what the hell was that like still like kind of groggy just being like whatever i don't have time for this shit and he just goes down to the next floor opens up again and again the next guy's like there's it opens up there's another guy standing there in a suit and he's just kind of like shaking his head like not wanting to get on the elevator and she's like what the hell get on the elevator and the guy just like turns around and walks away, just like, no, 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 like walks off. And she's like, what the hell is going on? That's when she finally starts to kind of like, like, t- t- like wake her up, I guess. She starts to look around the elevator and starts to notice like there's blood all, all over, all over the, <laughs> the keypad for your, the floor you're going to. And she was like, oh, she looks at her hands and because she had pushed the key, she's got blood on her hands. She looks down at the floor and literally she's standing in like a half an inch of blood on the floor and then blood sprayed all over the interior of this elevator. And she's just now waking up. And I just love thinking about what was going through that guy's mind that opens up and there's just this like foreign white girl sitting in an elevator surrounded by dripping blood and she's just like get in the elevator and he's like "Ah!" (laughs) runs off like what wait did she ever find out what the blood was about though yeah so i guess like after that whole thing going she was like that was really weird but then like gets out to go to her car and sees that there's a trail of blood going all the way back to the uh the front doors the front doors are magnetically locked at night like security reasons so somebody had just punched through plate glass windows to break in and probably cut the shit out of themselves and then just went upstairs and went to bed. <laughs> I don't know. And it went, apparently they tracked it all the way up to like one of the floors above her and that the guy had just gone in and gotten to sleep. and just kind of like had cut his arm really bad 
I, I mean, I'm surprised he's probably not in the ho- if he went to the hospital. I have no idea. Yeah, there's bleeding that much. It was a lot of blood, apparently. I mean, I saw it. It looked like it looked like somebody had dragged a body. But uh, she could have done so much more with that if she would have been. Ready if she for had it. just realized and not been so like sleep deprived, she could have just what? stood there quietly and stared. I still out. Love, I still love thinking about the guy that whoever opens up this door to this girl sitting there like surrounded in blood. It's like your typical Japanese horror movie. That is what yeah. <laughs> lights <down>. flickering, <laughs> lights flickering, blood on the floor everywhere, like standing in a pile of blood, and white woman, white, dark-haired, very pale woman looks kind of ghostly. Don't tell Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? We heard it here first. Is she she uh, looks ghostly. She's uh, got translucent skin. Yeah, she's she doesn't tan very well. Well, it works great for a horror movie. Though. It works great for that for that scene. Yeah. Oh, your mic a little bit. Hmm? Come, come like down. Come look down, down here. here. Up. Ah, yeah, so yeah. Wait, wait, go right, low, lower. Right, right there. Lower. Right. And then like, come Over like here. around. Over here. Yeah, like, but like move it to the. There. Oh, man, that's good. Lower it a little bit more. Oh, yeah, that's that's it. You're How does that sound, everybody? <laughs> you're, you're creeping me out, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, right there. That's it. Oh, lower, that's the spot. Lower. That's, that's the, spot. the spot. Oh, I feel it now. Um. Do you have so you got a lot of stories yeah. as as we just realized before we started recording? Well, you already knew that, but uh, do you have a favorite story? Do you have a favorite story you want to tell? Because first of all, you've traveled, you traveled a lot, you lived in other other countries, you've had a lot of different experiences, and like you said, you could tell you could tell stories all, all day. But is there one? It's just like a fun one that sticks out to you having to think about it now. or we could tell one that you already like if like that we already talked about earlier what did we talk about earlier we talked about the girl the uh the bracelet girl oh uh, bracelet girl's pretty yeah that one is just more inspiring like yeah yeah incredibly tell, intelligent people can come from talk anywhere. about that and let, make us all feel stupid i mean she made me feel stupid yeah i, I still feel guy. stupid like this girl so well yeah the backstory going up this i'm in cambodia um, at um, Angkor Wat. It's a large complex. There's the more famous center area at Angkor Wat. And then yeah, it's can you can you spell that real quick? Because I don't I don't even know Angkor? how to Google it right now. A N K O R maybe G O R and okay. then space Wat W A T. I think it's Angkor. I don't know how to spell it. All right, close enough. Angkor Wat. Angkor Wat. So yeah, large complex, lots of um, very old ruins, uh, temple kind of complexes, and it goes over a large area. So when you go into this this Angkor Wat complex area, they take you to probably there's five or six different places that you can stop all around this tour. And then uh, once you're in there, though, it's just basically tourists. There's nobody from the town is really allowed into this area. You have to pay a premium to go or pay a price to get in so very few locals are inside here well every once in a while you see these younger children selling bracelets or little trinkets um at the entrance to one of these temples they drop you off off so i'm probably back at like the fourth or fifth temple and i don't even know which one it was the temple wasn't actually that this one particular wasn't that big it wasn't that interesting there was just kind of like a (laughs) like a little tiny house or something it wasn't anything like that special so I'm just waiting for my guy to be done with the other people who were kind of walking around this and I'm just, I had kind of seen enough. And so I was just kind of hanging back and there's this small, this young girl 
probably around nine or so Cambodian girl who is selling bracelets to all the tourists that are coming in and there's tourists just coming in and out and out. So I'm watching her and she starts speaking German to this couple and they speak German back to her and she's like, you know, conversing very fluently. It sounds like, I don't know German, but it sounded like she was able to hold on a conversation with them and she sells a bracelet. I'm like, oh, okay. Hey, she sold a bracelet. Good for her. And then like a French couple comes up and she does the same thing, but speaking in French. And it's, again, it sounds like she's holding her own. Yeah. And then Japanese and Spanish and like just, just switching between all these languages. And she finally gets, there's a English couple. She, they walk up. I don't know how she can tell. I guess just maybe their clothes. I'm not sure. Like, she's just like, hello. Like, just starts speaking English to these people. They're like, oh, hi. Oh, you speak English. She's like, where are you from? They said, London. She immediately, I'm not going to try to do a, an English accent. Yeah, could, could, just, you, could you just try? Just, just, try like, just a little bit. Just give me a. Just no. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. I, I mean, I would, but it's like, hello. Like, ah, hello, there you go. Hello. Hey, but it like sounds like a crappy British accent. She sounded spot on. Like she sounded like that is exactly what you would expect somebody from England to sound like. She's got accent down, fluent, like ease, ease of speech was there. Like she was just kind of switching between topics. No big deal. And again, sells a bracelet to almost every person that walks walks by. So I finally just walk up to her. I'm like, "How many languages do you speak?" And she's just kind of like, like nonchalant. Like, mm, I don't know, like ten or twelve, ten to twelve or something like that. Like, I mean, you speak English really well. She's like, "Well, where are you from?" I said, "Oklahoma." And she immediately is like, oh, Oklahoma. All right. Like, kind of slips <laughs> in like, that's not even, that's even worse. I can't even do like a bad <laughs> Oklahoma accent. I'm she does here. a better accent than you do. She sounded like, you know, I was like, okay, you sound like, how are you doing this? She's just like, I just talk to everybody that comes in here all day. And, and I'm trying to sell bracelets. And I was like, okay, can I buy a bracelet? <laughs> I, I still have that bracelet in my house too. I'm just, I think about that girl. Just like Cambodia is not well off like yeah it's like one of the, the poorest countries i've ever seen uh but how, how much of that do you think is, is her being just really naturally intelligent and how much of oh, that she do you has to be i mean well on, on 10 languages obviously, sure like, but how much of uh, the fact that she um you know she's out there meeting people from other countries is is that important and how important is that like i mean i would say that that yeah you've got to be able to talk to people to even practice and she's has to have heard their accents over and over and over and that's what she does like i can only imagine she's out there all day every day yeah doing that and is she learning like the phrases only the phrases she needs oh, to sell the bracelet or does it sound like she was just like i talking? wonder if she just is it is it a scam like she only knows like this little subset of the language but she knows that yeah little subset but even really that well. that's impressive it's still impressive to me i can barely say hello in most languages I've, yeah i lived in china for i can barely years. say hello in english yeah i, I mean i can I don't even know. I, I'm, my Chinese is awful, and I lived there for a long time. So, I just it blows my mind that this girl's been alive at the time, had probably been alive less time than I'd been traveling in Asia, and she spoke like 12, 12 languages, and I barely speak one, and I'm teaching one. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. She she should have her own like infomercial about. I'm like you need to come teach my English class. And you, you want to speak ten thing, uh, ten languages fast. <laughs> Live in Cambodia with three easy installments oh. of four ninety nine ninety nine. A lifetime of nothing else other than that. That's all you get to do. 
well yeah yeah or start start young i mean if you if you get exposed to languages when you're like a, a little kid those were yeah it is amazing to watch kids i started teaching some kids when i was in taiwan and i think they were probably three or four like a little bit too young to be in a classroom setting because like they would cry and be like i just want to see mommy and you're like what? yeah you're supposed to be like you know i'm supposed to be able to teach you but they just want hugs <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're like oh i feel so you're really too young to be in here but they would they would um pick it up so fast i probably started with some of these kids i was four or five they were four or five and i stayed with them until they were nine or ten by the time i left so like that's, somewhere that's like the, the prime time to be learning another language they i've just it just still blows my mind how well they could speak english and i just don't feel like i i didn't i was with them two hours a day or an hour and a half a day yeah and then only monday through friday and i know that mean i game homework and all that kind of stuff but that's huge though like four years they're able to talk like about really like i mean anything we could talk about anything and they they just pick it up so fast and they actually sounded like fluent but even now if you spend an hour a day on a language if you had that kind of time after four years, I mean, you might not be fluent in the way you would be as a child because I think you there pick that up about, quicker. That's what I'm saying. It's like there's there was just the quickness of it and the like. I was in China. I practiced. I mean, I didn't probably practice an hour a day, but I just suck at Chinese. I just can't. <laughs> just can't yeah, just can't speak Chinese. I, I tried. Or I, you weren't forced to like speak it all the time. Yeah, right? I think it's like more about the accent and like yeah. Chinese. Like I've I've been told that you can excel at Chinese really well if you're a good singer. If really? you're already a singer, if you've been trained in, in music and tone, um, that you'll pick up Chinese way quicker because huh. it is very tone-based. So like a story I always tell people when I'm over there, I would go and buy green tea. Like I would buy a green, a green tea every day. And I would always get passion fruit green tea. And i say, bai shang guo lu jia. Passion fruit green tea, and then you have to tell them how much sugar you want them to put in it. So I'd be like, mm, "Bon," which is half bon tong. I'm saying this horrible. I'm murdering the language right now. It's awful. No, but was was that enough for them to be? Like, they would yeah, understand. You know, yeah, they would yeah. get like, "Okay, okay." I finally had somebody after I was there for like two or three years be like, "You you are not saying that right." And I was like, <laughs> "What did I say?" I was like, "Bai shang lu." He's like, "Well, that's okay. I mean, you know, I get it, but it's the bon bon tong." I was like, "What's well, it?" He's like, it's Bantang. Bantang. He's like, Bantang. I'm like, I'm not saying, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. It's something about the tone needs to go down it's those, at the it's end. It's those subtleties. There's very subtle difference. I could barely hear the difference from him. But he tells me and this whole time I've been saying, I would like half an elephant. <laughs> Instead of half sugar, I'm, I mean, I'm a half elephant. And they're just like, okay, a foreigner doesn't know how to speak Chinese. Cool. They're like, I assume you mean sugar. I'm assuming <laughs> sugar there. Like, takes a lot of context. So... I'm assuming you're not asking for an elephant. So, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it also, it, it's interesting that it seems like I haven't been to a lot of countries, but the ones I and being in the Philippines, for example, everyone there, English was their second language. Mm-hmm. It, it seems more common for everyone to learn English or at least another language. And they all know some. And then we as Americans are like, ah, I don't have to worry about it because you already learned English yeah. for taking that. You took on our language. Yeah, it's like, as long as you guys do that, we don't have to learn anything. So. Yeah, but I don't know why it's not like um, more pressed here, like into young 
kids like i learned spanish but it was like one through ten and right say hello and then i think i can say like where's the library yeah but and not till high school do they go you you want to take spanish like uh as a class you know why it seems like you should be spending an hour a day learning spanish or chinese or something something i have a friend who he's he went to china (laughs) to teach english and now he's fluent in it. He he was like really into Chinese before he moved there, but he's been there several years, and he's like actually fluent in it. And like that's so impressive Stephanie's to me. Pretty good at at Chinese. I I would spend more time and didn't have as much trouble with with Korean. And she had already she had been in Taiwan before she moved to Korea, where where we met. And so I was already in Korea, but she'd already spent started taking time to learn Chinese. I feel like gotta focus on one yeah yeah <laughs> unless you're that girl in cambodia who just you know takes on she's like i focus on all of them I mean, i'll just take on 12 what, what is it? big deal yeah what are you losers doing one at a time for mm-hmm. so yeah i i focused more on the korean uh writing and, and reading and and then she would focus on more of the chinese stuff so we kind of just switched it was like okay these people just speak chinese you yeah. take it you know so she would she would she'd be able to communicate with anybody that spoke chinese and i'm generally okay with korean or japanese so and you guys share a brain right so it's we like do you, we you have sort of like have this mental link thing that, yeah yeah we just kind of plug in what cool. she knows you know and what you know she knows or we just like make sure that the other person takes care of it. <laughs> yeah like that's that's on you i have no clue yeah we are one we are one brain we work together as a team it's good and didn't didn't you go originally like when you first you went to teach english right that was that was the that was the reason you was the first went to another country to live yes, right that was the goal and didn't you tell me that part of the reason you want to do that because it was uncomfortable? What? I don't know. I don't no. think so. Or something like that where you're like you were, it was something that was a challenge or something that you weren't sure about. It was, um, explain to me, explain to me why you wanted to go. I, I don't want to, I don't want to like mess this up either. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess I did want to get out of the comfort zone. I guess that's what you're saying. Like, yeah, I, I feel like that's how you described it to me when you when yeah, you told it was me just that. Like everybody, I just didn't want to do the same thing that everybody else did. Is like go to school, get a job, get married, do the thing. Like, I guess I I I just really wanted to travel, and I wanted travel to be a part of that and of my life, a central part of my life, and how to do that. I was like, oh, I'm going to do advertising and I'll work internationally somehow. I, I just had no clue. Yeah. And then just kind of ran into this whole idea of teaching English overseas and like that actually fly you there and they'll take That's care of you. Know, they'll put you up in an apartment and you're paid and you just have to have a degree in, in anything. You just have to have a degree. You just have to have a four year college degree. And if you have that, you're welcome to come. That's it. It doesn't have to be an English degree. Just That's crazy. Degree. And so I was like, well, that's, that's cool. I want to do that. Like I want to do something that while I'm working, like I could be in Oklahoma or I could go to like Dallas or wherever, you know, just kind of be there. It's like, well, I'm just doing the same thing. It's like, there's nothing different. I just wanted it to be. It's different. not exciting. I mean, it, to be, I think, yeah, at the time I was like, it's going to be so different and so exciting. It was really very much the same thing. Like yeah, but at the you same go to the time, bar and you you know you still like sure, but in a, in a different place. But you're in a different place. The only I see that the in the end, the only thing that was really different in terms of like opportunity that you wouldn't do if you were just here in, or in any city 
I mean, you still go to the store, you still come home, you watch TV, you know, yeah. you live there, you know? And so, and then you, your, your city you're in, it just becomes your city. You just kind of know the ins and outs of it and you know, it's little quirks. And so it's not a yeah. big deal. The only opportunity really that pre- that presents itself over like going to teach over there is that you can go to places like Australia or Beijing or yeah. Japan. Or, it's much easier. You know, it's to, just yeah. easy. Like, it's like an hour flight and you're in Thailand. Yeah. You know, you're like, okay, sweet. Like, awesome. Like, where it's a 24-hour. It's I mean, it's you're traveling for a day to get over there. So you're very limited in terms of being able to actually see that side of the world. Yeah, it's much more of a hassle. Yeah. Like, so if I want to travel there right now, I'm like, well, I got I got I to plan in advance. I got to be <laughs> right. ready. I got to have the time off. And you can do, like, just a little hour. Like, I showed up in thailand without any luggage at all and just whenever i'm here like yeah you just hang out for a while yeah yeah just hanging on the beach for a month that's fine like so you can do that while you're over there because it's just a little hop you don't have to you can yeah take an overnight bag or whatever yeah i feel like you can just as humans we can make anything normal you can go to prison and eventually it becomes normal becomes your life even though it's like uncomfortable at first it becomes your world yeah but i it also seems like it's had even more of an influence on you than maybe you would even think because because it was normal for you mm-hmm. but it like it became normal. such a like big part of your life like what you are and what true you turned out to be and just like what you are now yeah you know because because of those experiences like just hearing some of your stories i'm just like man yeah it would be way different if you had never gone at all if you yeah if i never got, i mean one thing i always i've always like remembered is like when i was going over there Everybody would have, you know, oh, the culture shock. When you get over there, you're going to be shocked. It's going to be so different. And it was. It's very different. They have a very different culture. But I wasn't shocked because I just recognized it's different. Like, yeah. So you get there, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, this is weird. This is a little bit, uh, I can deal with this. Okay, I can handle this. You know, I can be fine. And so the shock's not really there when you go there because you're expecting it and you kind of prepped yourself yeah, like mentally. You're, you're like, I know it's going to be different. The real culture shock is when you're over there for four seven years you know four years in in taiwan and, and two years in korea and, and then you know was like a year in between in, in europe and you come home and you expect everything to be the same because you don't yeah. come with that free expectation that this you're going to a weird place now you're like no i'm not going you're, home you're like that's home that's that's, that's, that's what that's i know normal you're like no but you have like you said like you've lived there and it's become normal yeah so yeah. now your expectations of normal or way skewed and you go home and you go whoa this place is fucked and that's when the culture shock hits that yeah. was the biggest shocking moment for me was coming home it was realizing how i guess at that point you realize how much you have changed like oh i have yeah. changed i guess i have changed because i didn't realize how much i had changed until i realized how much this is no longer normal to me and this is home this was used to be home that makes sense to me now because you, you're actually the second person to say that i had amy on here and she because she lives she in lived in germany yeah, yeah and she said the same thing that is like coming home is like she has all these experiences and the, like she's changed in a way and like she can't really talk to anybody about that because they don't they don't understand in the way she does and it's just like home is different now yeah and it was, i mean it's just it's like weird little things and <clears throat> like I, I didn't even feel like i had changed i was still just me yeah but i i you're just a different you you're an evolved different you, I guess. expectations i guess yeah like one of the biggest differences was coming here and then i went to like schlotzky's or something like i went to a sandwich place i think it was schlotzky's and i just ordered i was like i'll just have a 
medium Coke, you know, that would be fine. They're Cokes are like a fucking trash can. It's like this giant thing, and I was like, "Oh my, this is obscenely huge." I'm like, "Did I? I don't remember food being this big here." Like, I mean, in Korea or in Taiwan, even like you order a medium, you're you're getting a pretty small. I know you guys can't see this, but I mean, you're like just you're getting like what you would think a medium is if you didn't live in America. (laughs) It's hard to explain. Like what we would consider an extra small cup. That's your medium. And like a a small is like what we would call like a Dixie cup. Like that's <laughs> that's essentially what you're getting if you order a small. There is like a sip of something, and then like a medium is more like uh, you know maybe six ounces of uh, yeah. It. I mean they're still very tiny, and then to come here and say a medium, just the way that word translates into what you actually receive, which is this giant trash can of of fluid. <laughs> like, I love that you describe it as a trash can. I feel like it's the perfect. <laughs> it's a trash can. Like I can't ingest that much. I wanted a little bit of trash, not a whole can of. Can it. I get a trash can of Coke, please? Yeah, please. That's that's all I want. Is and there's that, and like how much food is oh, on yeah. a plate? Like I would eat, and how much it costs? I mean, that was kind of. I guess I just gotten used to it, but I could go out in Taiwan and have a very good meal for a couple bucks. That includes a drink, lots of rice, food, like yeah, meat, whatever you know, like and, and you feel satisfied. Oh, you're satisfied. It's like two or three bucks. It's not a big deal. And then to come back here and like two or three bucks is you're not even you're not getting anything first of all. And then when you do finally order something that's like ten bucks, it's massive. Yeah, it's just a massive plate. I'm like, why do you need to sell this for? Why can't you sell a fifth of this for a fifth of the price? Because we want to feel full here to the point of being sick. It's disgusting. I just that's the one of the things that's changed my mind. I would never have said that was disgusting before, and now I'm like, ew. No, <laughs> like, ew. I've like sort of changed the way portion I I well. eat, like oh. in that way, like por- yeah, portion sizes. Portion but sizes. like, but I also it doesn't surprise me when like there's like the way the food is here. I'm just like, yeah, that's America for you. It's just unnecessarily large. I guess you have to justify the the cost yeah. by. You want to, them to buy a $20 plate, not a $10 plate? Yeah, but I'm like, if I pay $10 and the, the portion size that comes out, it's insane, right? It's insane. I'm like, how how are you guys making a profit? Because I feel like I'm buying $50 worth of food like, here. Why can't I just buy a fifth of this for two bucks? And that's yeah. how, but then you have to run people through there. Like you, the, the amount of, you'd have to have five times the amount of customers. And you're not going to get that. You're only going to get true. that number of customers. So your cost has to equal that. It's just the way the restaurant model is set up here. And I'm oh, talking about yeah. these people I went to in Taiwan. They're they're in a little shop that's like on the side of the street, a little street food vendor. Yeah. For the most part. And some of them are actually in like they kind of have a weird setup where like they live on the second floor and a lot of time there's like a business of some sort on the bottom, like a little ramen shop or something like that. That would just take up like half inside the building and then half on the street. Yeah. You know, so it's kinda of half and half, but they have an indoor area. <clears throat> so yeah you could just yeah just here margins are so razor thin for right. restaurants though so it's like razor thin so what do you do you have to have these giant portions yeah i don't know how you fix that i mean i don't know you can't charge 10 bucks and then give people like especially in oklahoma yeah well, you can't give like a small portion and be like we're charging 10 bucks for like it's not worth it yeah i want to feel like i'm dying after i eat <laughs> <laughs> spend that much money yeah and then all of a sudden it becomes which is first like i'm paying more money because i want more food or um, the food is being increased in size yeah. so that they can justify charging more. Yeah. It, Which it, comes it, first. Um, I don't know. 
That's this weird. is this is something we're not going to figure out. We're not going to figure this out. We're not going to solve this. There's no way this is getting solved. Uh, I just it's just something I recognize. Like holy shit, portion sizes in America are insanely yeah. off the charts. Also, the friend I was talking about that lives in China, he told me the same thing. It's like this, like it's just so much different here. It makes so no much sense. different. Yeah. It's so much different. So yeah, there's just a lot of that was where the culture shock came. That's in. why we are an obese nation. I mean, it's part of it. It's no, not, it's it's not the big, only thing, but yeah, yeah. It. When like you go go out to eat, and right, it's it's really easy to gain weight when you if you go out to eat every day. Yeah, and it is. Yeah, I, just, I agree. It just makes it hard. All right, give me give me another travel story. We got like we got like ten minutes left on this. Ten minutes. I know. I don't right? know if I can fit a ten we just, story in. We just flew right through, man. We flew right through. It's already been 30 minutes. Wow. Okay. Um, uh, I don't know. I got, you have to like prompt me. Okay. Well, I got the, um, uh, I hate to prompt you because it, like, if like, you, if you I, say no, then people are like, well, what's that story? What's that story? I want to hear that one. I, you know, I love the, uh, well, what, what, what did we just talk about? What did we talk about earlier? We talked about the girl. You already said that. Cambodia girl. What was the other one you were telling me before we started recording? Uh, oh, Lady boys, lady boy. Let's talk. <laughs> That's the one you want me to talk about. Okay. Well, I don't know. I uh, it was the first. It was the one that came to mind. It was the first one. You what though? It's really interesting. It's, it is. It's it is interesting. Super interesting. And I mean, I. God, this is one of those that you're like. It's. To me, it's it's like. It sounds like it get it could get really mean and disrespectful. But it can like it's like it's really hard to talk about it because it's like that's what they do. That's how no, they make that's their money. what I'm saying. Like right away, just from you telling me that story, I'm like it's very interesting, and it didn't feel like you were being okay inappropriate okay. at all. It's just like what you saw, right, and what you experienced. Like that was very interesting to me, especially since the way they handle that there versus the way we talk about it here. It's it's. And I'll, I mean, I'll preface it all of this. This is my understanding. I'm not just, you know, from talking to people, but from being there and, you know, experiencing it a little bit. Um, is that, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big part of their culture is the lady boy. Um, they have in Phuket where I was staying the first time I went. Did you go to visit or were you? I was visiting. No, okay. I, never, I never taught there. But okay. I was just, yeah, I just went down to visit. And Phuket, Phuket, Thailand is one of the kind of center places for like lady boys and that whole that thing. And that is like the term, right? Like that's I think the that's common. The term. Yes, I've the heard common that. Term. I've heard that. Yeah, that is the common term as as far as I know. Like they have lady boy shows and stuff like that, and so you can go and see these women who are men but have had uh, sex changes to be women. But it's like they take it oh a lot they're trying to be the most beautiful woman so it's it's like they're shaping not just like they're not just getting just a boob job or something they're, yeah they're they're shaping their entire body to be thinner have thinner cheeks or you know like they're shaving down their jawline or there's like some pretty serious surgery to go through it's no small amount of surgery for and that's sure. also is it What's the what's the price tag or something like that? I have no idea. I mean, it would it be, can't be cheap. Well, I would but imagine. I'm wondering, is it the same there as it would be here? Because you no. do that here, it's like a hundred thousand oh, yeah, dollars, right? No way. There's there's I think that's there's nowhere nowhere close to as expensive there. Like there, yeah, it's probably going to be more affordable for people in Thailand because it's pretty common. But then they can also make a ton of money, so they do it. And my understanding is that there's um, when there's a lady boy when you have a a man in the family who's decided to become a lady boy. The family's proud. 
they're, they want that. It's very common. They're, that's a good way to bring money into the family. And they can trust that that's not going away anytime soon. So just in terms of economics and what's happening in their real world every day, that becomes a viable solution to surviving. Man. Yeah. But is that so? Is that more profitable than just being like a, a woman? And oh, I doubt the women make quite as much. Why? Why is that? That's what I'm saying. It's that's the whole. It's I hate to use the term like freak show, but it kind of has that feeling to it, where it's like you go there and you see this sex show or something with a lady boy. It's um, like a novelty, a novelty kind of thing, and so it pulls in more money. It's more attractive, and there's a lot of people that go there just to be with a lady boy. So I mean, it doesn't stop at just like a show. Yeah, not all the time, obviously, but like it can go into more like areas. So I mean, yeah, it's just is one of those things that it it, it is everywhere, <laughs> like everywhere you go. It's so interesting. You can't walk down the street without having somebody. Especially if you're a man, walk down the street without being like offered massages or like proposition, proposition constantly, constantly propositioned. And most of them are very beautiful women, but you know, they're not, they're not women or they're not all the way women. Yeah. But now we're not talking like gender identity here. We're talking their gender. I, I do think that they're for the most part, their gender is male. They're saying I am a male. I'm a man. Yeah. But I have, I have made myself have a, a female body. So but it's do a they little bit different I do think. is it common for them to get the full transition where i now that i don't know i i from my understanding is there's quite a few of them that still have uh male parts and female parts at the same time so the more now you were telling me before that you've been with several lady boys no. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding yeah I was like, no. so out of the 40 lady boys that you've been with 40 they all had dicks it's great okay okay <laughs> just wanted to clarify no, that's really interesting. Yeah. Because that that would not happen here. I mean, maybe maybe not someday. Not to this extent. And I think that's, no, that's I mean there's like communities for it or you really There are communities there there are you can go to, you know, you can go to Vegas and, and I'm sure they have something of that sort there. Right, but here it's more about I someone saying I identify I'm a man, but I feel like a woman so I get the transition. It doesn't seem like there's totally. a lot of people that are just like I don't think that's their driving yeah, that I, I want to make a it. No, I don't think it has to do with their gender. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it's gender-based. That's interesting. I think it is more about money. It's, it's about making a living and being able to stand out in an otherwise very crowded area. Yeah, it's so it's just so interesting that it's accepted because here it would be it would be all about religion immediately. Like you Instantly. Yeah. yeah. And I do feel like there is well, maybe just a lack of uh, that bias in that in their religious because they are still very religious people but yeah i just don't maybe that that doesn't translate as much where they or they're religious but they still accept it they're like well we gotta right. make money it's like in culturally it's just not a big deal i guess like or hey but we can survive <laughs> you know like yeah that's the other thing is when you're there you do it's pretty obvious it's it's a whole nother level of of poor and, yeah and people are starving you know so it's like what can you do to survive yeah and how and can you like condemn somebody for like making a dollar and nobody does and, yeah. they're, and they're like they work together as a family unit i feel like it's it's way tighter there that way so there was a lot of that man of that. yeah how much time did you spend there i was in korea for two years and then taiwan for four and in between those i think we were in 
Europe for about six months, and then we traveled around the States and Canada for another six months. Wait, you were in Taiwan for four years? Mm -hmm. You said you didn't teach there, though? I did. I taught in Taiwan, not Thailand. Oh, Thailand. Okay, gotcha. You were in Taiwan Taiwan for for four years. Okay. Yeah. Man. Taiwan for four years in in Kaohsiung. That's like lower south end of Taiwan. Kaohsiung? Kaohsiung. Kaohsiung. Kaohsiung? Kaohsiung. Am I saying that right? I think it's pretty good. I don't know. I really actually don't know. (laughs) I could be saying it and have probably been saying it wrong this entire time. Uh, I hope somebody's listening from there saying you. They're going to be like, dude, you suck. Idiots. I know Gao is like dog. So what's the name of the... Kaohsiung? Dogtown? I don't know. Dogtown. Could be. I don't know. But I don't think... I see. I think I'm saying it wrong, though. I might be saying dog and I shouldn't be. So, uh, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I, like I said, I suck at Chinese. What can I say? Yeah, I don't. Uh, you know, I've always wanted to learn another language. And I feel like maybe there's going to be a point in my life where I have that time. It would, it would. The only way that would ever happen is if I'm able to make money working like 10 hours a week. That's what I'm saying. Right? That's what you do there. You teach English for about 12 hours a week. And then you got all this extra free time to That's travel. That's what I want to do in America, though. And then I can no. travel. <laughs> I see. I'm not, like, I'm not like against going somewhere and teaching English. We already talked about how expensive our food is here. So right, <laughs> I just like that. so you got to make more money to yeah, make that work. Exactly. But I don't know. Someday. Yeah. Someday. Um, I'll figure it out because it out. I man, I was just thinking about that yesterday. Like how important that is. If you if you because we do have our our work week is not normal here. The forty True. hours, fifty hours, sixty hours, or whatever is required of you. Whatever it takes. Yeah. Um, if it was like 20 and you had, uh, you know, all these other hours in a week to pursue things that you actually like and are passionate about and you live a more fulfilling life, you'd probably have happier people, but yeah. What do I know? Less mass shootings too. Yeah. Oh, the timer's going off. Nobody can hear that except for us, but, (laughs) um, okay. That was 40 minutes. That went by really fast, right? Yeah. This was easier than I feel like you even thought. I, yeah, I don't like hearing my voice, but you know. I love hearing your voice. Everyone <laughs> oh, loves hearing man. your voice. Yeah, really nice. you got a you got That's a good so nice. uh, you got a good podcast voice. Thank you. Yeah, we should come back uh, on. I don't know. I'll come back on. When. This is fun. Okay, good. I don't know when that'll be since you're I'll moving. Tell you the, you're moving away the, from uh, me. The full moon party story. Full moon party story. Oh, I know that. I know that story. Yeah. yeah. Full moon party. Yeah. And That's on the fireworks shooting everywhere. Yeah, no. Which story is that? That's Yen Shui. It's the firework <laughs> festival love, in Taiwan. I love there's so many stories where you're like, no, 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 no. no that's like, Yen Shui. And then, yeah, the full moon party is in Thailand. It's a Thailand. Is that with a happy pizza? No, that's Cambodia. <laughs> good God. How many stories have I fucking told you? <laughs> All the good ones. All the good ones, yeah. You got some of my favorite stories. It's yeah, good. we'll have to come back and do it again then. Yeah, let's do several. Some just like, you know, we'll, we'll be in touch. There you go. Okay. Well, thanks for coming on. Thank and you very I much. I will talk to you um, as soon as I hit stop. <laughs> okay. I love talking to that guy. So happy he was able to come on and uh, be a guest on the show. He's actually moving. He's moving to Colorado, so it's a sad time. But he'll be back. And I'm going to have him on here again, if he is willing to, because we had a lot of fun. He actually stayed, you know, that was only a 40 minute segment, but Jared and I talked, I think he was over here for five hours or something. 
it's the people that come on here that they're, they're the ones that remind me of why I started this in the first place and I've said it before. It's so important. The connection's important. It's these conversations that you don't always get to have unless you put yourself in a position to do that. So um, it's just, God, it's, it's fulfilling. I just always enjoy these conversations. So I'm glad I get to do it. I'm glad I got to do this with Jared. I'm glad, um, just, I'm glad. I'm glad. But anyway, if you like this episode, please let me know. If you hated this episode, please let me know. And if you have any ideas for future episodes, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening. And I'll see you next week.